Welcome to the Calming Ground Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Minton, psychotherapist and mindfulness coach. This podcast is designed to offer you inspiration, wisdom, and actionable steps to support you to nurture your inner light. Have you ever taken a moment to pause and truly listen to your inner voice or your inner critic? How are you talking to yourself? Have you ever considered if one of your friends talked to you the way you talk to yourself in your own mind, in your own thoughts? Yesterday, I was trying something new. I was reaching out to some colleagues to share about a project I'm working on and see if they'd be interested in helping me out. I sent the messages out vulnerably and courageously. And then just a minute or two after hitting send on those messages, the critical mind chatter began. Elizabeth, why did you do that? They're going to think you're strange for even reaching out to them about this. Oh my goodness. You sounded so off when you said that. What are they going to think of you? You should have never done that. How embarrassing. Just stop. Nobody wants to hear this. I started feeling so jittery that I finally got up and just decided to take a walk because at that point I wasn't able to focus clearly on my work anyway. So it just felt like I was wasting time. Does this kind of self-talk sound familiar to you? Do you ever give yourself harsh messages, especially when you're doing something that might feel vulnerable, exposed, or new for you? If I take a moment, pause, and imagine a close friend saying those same things to me that I said to myself, You should never have done that. How embarrassing. Just stop. Nobody wants to hear this. I would feel crushed, unsupported, misunderstood. I probably would pull back from that friend and feel that I couldn't share with them my vulnerability and trust that they would be kind to me. So what does this mean about my relationship with myself, my own inner voice? Mr. Rogers once said, listening is where love begins listening to ourselves and then to our neighbors, listening to ourselves. What if in that moment of vulnerability and doing something new and different and sending those messages out to my colleagues to see if they were interested in my new project, what if I listened to myself differently? What if I noticed the jitteriness inside of me simply as the normal human anxiety of trying something I haven't done before? of asking for help and not knowing what happens next? What if I listen to myself lovingly rather than fearfully critiquing myself? What if you listen to yourself differently? In last week's episode, Sherry Lilico talked about how every single day she offers herself the gift of gratitude and self-love statements. She talked about how that simple act changed her life. Sometimes coming up with different messages for ourselves can be so hard. We may not believe those messages. We may feel so upset we can't connect with our gratitude either. Perhaps in those times, if this is ever true for you, you could simply notice that you're having a rough time and it's okay to feel upset right now. And it's okay to also not connect with the things that are actually going okay right now because we're so upset in this moment. 
Sometimes just offering that grace to feel what we feel can be disarming. We aren't ungrateful. We're just too upset to connect with our gratitude right now. Sometimes deeply listening to ourselves with compassion can offer this space to move more easily through the constriction of our hard feelings. It can offer this space to be with what is happening inside ourselves rather than putting ourselves down, rejecting or numbing the feeling, or trying to change the feeling too quickly into something else more palatable or comfortable. If we aren't holding too tight to our upset feelings, this can allow us to be present to what is happening. And then as we ease, we flow into something else. And what I mean by holding too tight to our upset feelings is that we are holding ourselves so tight that we can't even really take a look with compassion and be present to ourselves. Because being present to what is happening is what allows that flow. And then perhaps even a reminder that we have choices and can take care of ourselves. Ready to strengthen your self-care practice? I have a free guide for you to help you identify the areas in your life where you need the most replenishment and learn the next steps you can take to feel more relaxed and restored. To get the guide, go to www.thecalmingground.com/opt-in. The link is in the show notes so that you can live the ease-filled life you dream of. In my case, when I sent those emails to my colleagues, after critiquing myself for a bit and feeling more and more nervous and constricted, I did get up and go for a walk. And on the walk, I paid attention to the sounds of the birds. It was a sunny day, which is unusual in Ohio in February. So I was acutely aware of the feeling of the sun on my skin and the refreshing briskness in the air. And I noticed that other people were walking too. And I noticed the birds were out and they were flying above me and singing away. And I noticed how much life was happening all around me and how relatively small I was in a good way. Those tiny little emails I sent, those were truly no big deal in this whole wide world. And that offered me space to exhale, to rejoin the bigness of the land around me and to take perspective. I titled this episode, The Stories We Tell Ourselves, The Power of Our Inner Voice, because I think all these messages we give ourselves, the feelings and the thoughts accumulate into a story, the story of who I am, the story of how I am, the story of my life. The power we have is to guide the story using the tool of our inner voice. Who am I? How am I? What is the story of my life? Want to give it a try? It sounds so big, but we can start simple. I'll start. I am Elizabeth. And in this moment, I'm feeling vulnerable because I started a project that I find very beautiful and meaningful to me, and I'm ready to share it with others. I notice how I get jittery as I explain my project to my colleagues and share it with the world, wondering how they will respond and if they will find it as beautiful and meaningful as I do. My life story is that me offering my loving presence and what I do and how I show up in the world is the deepest kind of legacy I feel I can leave. 
And so this is my life story, the story of loving presence. The times when I get critical and jittery and uncertain and upset and my journey of moving back into kindness and balance over and over again. From this, my gratitude statement would be, I am so thankful for the opportunity to be present and the experience of love. And my self-love statement would be, I am loving presence. Now, I invite you to try. So here we go. The first step is to notice how you're feeling in this moment. You may feel tired. You may feel energized. You may feel calm. You may feel nervous or upset. Whatever you feel, even if it's a whole mix, even if you don't know how you feel, maybe just notice how your breath is. For example, is your breath right now long and short? I mean, sorry, long and slow or short and shallow? Or if your shoulders or jaw muscles are loose or tight, the second step is to notice what might be the story around your experience. You might be driving right now. You might be taking a walk. You've had a long day. You're on vacation, whatever it is. The third step is to notice why or what matters to you. So here's an example. My jaw is tight because I'm working so hard to pay the bills and my work just isn't aligning with what truly matters to me. Or I'm feeling so relaxed because I'm with my partner and I feel so at ease and safe and our connection nourishes me. The fourth step is to see if there's any gratitude you can name for what is happening. The fifth step is to notice if there can be any statement of love towards yourself. Even in the example of the person noticing their jaws tight because they're miserable and working so hard in a thankless job, even that person is working hard, is committed, and is noticing a misalignment of what they're doing and what truly matters to them. That person, when they're able to notice gratitude, might notice, for example, that they have a longing to do something that has more meaning in their life. They could have gratitude for that longing that is so valid and worthy for the meaning that they want to experience. This could open up the possibility of choice for them to begin to fulfill this longing, even in very small ways in their life. For example, in small acts of kindness towards themselves, towards others. The self-love statement could be that they love themselves for surviving. They might love themselves for noticing the misalignment, for wanting more purpose in their life. I invite you to notice your inner voice. And as Mr. Rogers reminds us, to listen to what's there within you. Because listening is where love begins. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you so much for listening today. Subscribe to not miss another episode. And please share this podcast with a friend you think might benefit. I'd love to remind as many people as possible that they too can have the peace, calm, and rejuvenation that a little self-love and care can bring. And lastly, I'd love if you would leave me a review and let me know how I'm doing. See you next week.